0: I think my immunity and your immunity from natural would be totally different. And I think oh, that's yeah. why they're really
1: worried about it. It's because oh, I people think. who I might have tested you a, positive. I had yeah, nothing. You had nothing. So, like, I think, like. That's I, why. And that is one thing that I say. Yeah, you do. I do. I had a bad case of it. And I think that's important. Right. I think it's important. These are just some of the things we're talking about on today's podcast uh, with Gwen and Randy. First time listener first-time caller oh no you, you can't do doesn't that. always that that's doesn't a terrible idea you terrible. don't call
0: a talk show on the first day you start listening to it
1: yeah but we liked going in right we did we yeah. liked them a lot and they disagreed with the vaccine mandate And my stance that that's none of government's business um, we talked about that. We talked about it with uh, Sean Reyes, uh, attorney general from Utah, and uh, got his viewpoint on it. States are starting to stand up. We also, uh, we also talked to the Babylon Bee about their new book, Wokeness, the uh, Babylon Bee's Guide to Wokeness. It is hysterical. And one more thing grab your copy of my new book called the great reset you can get it now on amazon it comes out in january but because of the supply chain disruption it may be five months before we can get a second printing so make sure you get the first printing of the great reset get it now at amazon.com here's today's podcast
2: To the best of the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Yesterday, the president announced a White House partnership with the World Economic Forum for the Great Reset. The White House and the United States government now has a public partner a public-private partnership with 20 major companies uh, that provide raw materials. Um, This is all part of the change that this woman I was just telling you about with a comptroller is going to help herald in Um, the world is changing quickly. And if you want to know about The Great Reset, I urge you to pick up my new book now called The Great Reset. It is out in early January. This is our first time we have ever published anything on our own. And um, the supply chain is a little dicey. If you want to make sure you get it in January, please order it now at Amazon. Uh, The uh, second printing, they say, will be five months down the road. So get it now uh, at Amazon.com. You need this. You need this book. Uh, It has been bothering me so much that it hasn't come out sooner, but it is the fastest we could put this out um, because things are changing so rapidly. You need to understand what The Great Reset is. Really is. Um, I want to bring in Christopher Bedford uh, because this is another thing that we all need to work on. Uh, he is the chief comms officer for Wright Forge and the senior editor of the Federalist. Um, and Wright Forge is in a battle now to build a second internet. I have told you that we need parallel societies, uh, and this is critical, but it is difficult and very costly to do. Christopher, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? Very good. So tell me what you guys are building uh, on the second Internet.
3: We're building the infrastructure that basically the Internet goes on. We're building the servers. We're building what Amazon Web Services does. It's it's essentially it's the highway that the vehicles travel on or the ground that you build on. Uh, Without these servers, you can't build websites. This is what all the information flows on. They're all around all around the globe, they're in every continent. They're in California, they're in Texas, they're all over the place. Uh, and previously, in the life of the internet, they were a free place. They didn't have opinions. They didn't care what you put on them. You could you could do anything you wanted on them. But after parlor was taken down by Amazon Web Services, after Texas Right to Life was taken down uh, by GoDaddy, we started to realize, we realized, holy smokes, we need this stuff. And the good news for the right trying to get these things up so that Christians and conservatives and and even just liberals who aren't in good favor can still continue to have a voice is this is not new technology we know how to do this we're just at a place right now where the people who control it the people who control the commanding heights of the U.S. economy and the global economy have decided that Christians and conservatives and and even doctors who just disagree are not allowed to have a voice anymore
1: okay so tell me how this tell me how this works and it's just it you don't become another parlor which you know, stood and and then was just canceled by, you know, all of the, you know, all of the servers and everything else. How deeply into this um, will this protect voices?
3: We are, the, what, what destroyed Parler is Amazon Web Services came around. One of the things that destroyed them, and they said that you can no longer have the services. You can no longer have the infrastructure that you're built on. It's essentially, they just collapsed the ground underneath Parler, so it collapsed. And at the same time, they got hit by Google Play, and they got hit by the Apple Store, so they weren't even allowed to, to sell their product. Mm-hmm. We are answering that part of the problem that Amazon Web Services uh, posed. We are the ground that you can build these sites on. So you're uncancelable uh, By any existing U.S. law, if you're on, if you're on with Wright Forge, they, they would have to dig the wires out of the ground, seize the ser- server farms, which is, you know, this is a place that we're in a dangerous place in this world. You're just talking about the Great Reset. This is something that could happen someday down the road. Oh, I think right it now, will. Right now, with existing U.S. telecom law, uh, we we can still have this ground. And, that, and that's what Red Forge do. So you won't get parlored if you're on with us. And when other sites have been taken down previously and ripped down by, by their web pro, uh, by their server providers, we've gotten them back up. We're defending them against the hacking attacks. And, and that's the business we're in is free speech. Okay,
1: so first of all, where'd you get the, I mean, because this is wildly expensive, wildly expensive to do.
3: The the good news for us is a lot of people early in January realized this at the same time. So Silicon Valley has long had political people who are involved with it, not just with the left. A lot of libertarian folks, yeah. a lot of Ron oh, Paul yeah. kind of types. Yeah. The, and these folks had, had continued. They'd seen bad signs. They'd seen different, lots of signs that you you talk about all the time. That things aren't going right. That censorship is increasing. That the corporations are no longer on the side of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. People, but <laughs> they're, just they're just not, not on, on the. the v- they're
1: not on the side of people. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're not. It's wild what we're seeing. But early in January, when Parler and the President of the United States were deplatformed and taken down. That was a snapping moment for a lot of these folks. A lot of these people who had made a lot of money in Silicon Valley, who had a lot of expertise, who had a lot of intelligence, who had all of the skill sets. So they they reconnected. These are folks who'd known each other for years and years and years, but they worked at different companies. I saw, I, I know some of them personally. Uh, they reconnected and put this money in. And the it, like I said, with this is not new technology. So the infrastructure existed. You need to buy it. You need to. You need to acquire it. They needed to grow it. And a number of these companies, the people who were working with partners, already had it, but they had just been using it as part of a normal commercial property. They hadn't realized, holy smokes, this is a new era. So we were able to get them all together very quickly. And we now have servers in every single continent except for Antarctica.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and so how can we help? How can we get involved?
3: You can go to rightforge.com to if you want to move a lot of your domain over. We're getting a lot of business right now, and some of those some of them are big and huge. Like we have the president's social media platforms working with us, and some of them are small. Like when your neighbor emails you from their last that's their address they've bought. So it's big and small. We're bringing people on, and this is the infrastructure that's going to allow us to do what we unfortunately need to do, which you talk about a lot, which is build our own banks, build our own. Our own clubs, build our own social media platforms, because if we're not allowed to play on the globalist playground, then we have to build our own here in the United States. That's free. Uh, and you can do that at rightforge.com.
1: So so people understand this is not if you're on Twitter, they can still cancel you. But if there is a another Twitter like uh, social media and it's on RightForge, they can't cancel you.
3: Yeah, they, they will not be able to cancel that website.
1: Right, right. Uh, so you don't you just don't disappear and uh, and uh, go away and never heard and fr- never heard from again. Uh, I can't thank you enough for doing what you're doing. Um, I, I, I pray that this is one of the answers, as you just said, we have to do this on everything, on everything. And we are way behind. But, uh, Chris, I can't I can't thank you enough. I, I've been uh, been shouting from the mountaintops for a long time. Where is where where is the place to go? Who's building the radio free America? Who is building something where we can't be canceled in the end? And uh, I am thrilled to see your work. Thank you so much.
3: Well, thank you. And thanks for letting me talk
1: about it today. You bet. Uh, Right Forge. Go to uh, rightforge.com. Rightforge.com. All right. (sighs) <sighs> really promising stuff, That's really the promising. sort of stuff
0: you need to get through this. We, uh, you know, and you mentioned the banks, and I think there's a huge role for cryptocurrency there, too. Yeah, Big time. Uh, and, and by the way, things working together is a it's a big deal.
1: Um, you know, the metaverse is coming. Cryptocurrency is going to play a very big role. Uh, all of these things. NTFs, big, big role. That's all the future um, of what is coming. But uh, the first step you could do is a get over to RightForge. Um, and also get your money out of these big five banks, get your money. And it's, I know it's only one step, but you have to send a signal to these banks. You know, the reason why they, the reason why they're not, um, uh, operating the way they usually are is because people have so much on deposit. Now your money is their money. They're loaning it out. They're using it any way they want. Um, To really hurt them, if we had 50% of the country take our reserves out of those banks and put them in our locally owned and operated banks, uh, that would be quite a message to send. And I'm telling you, it is the bank that is going to lead the way on the Great Reset. They already are doing it. The infrastructure is already there. You need to take action now. If you have money in any of these big banks and you're not for the Great Reset and ESGs and an entirely new uh, replacement for the free market, take make a statement, tell them why, and transfer your money to a local bank. And this is also why the SEC is currently threatening Coinbase
0: so that they cannot... Give people interest on their money. Correct. They, I mean, this is not some anarchist outfit. Coinbase has been a great corporate citizen. It's Andreessen Horowitz. It's got they. They're very compliant. They they agree. They go along with all the regulations. This is not some like you know libertarian. We're going to light the banking system on fire type of argument. Mm -mm. And here they are. Just wanted to give people a relatively reasonable. Uh, amount instead of the 0.1 percent one percent you get from these big banks when you leave your money in their account mm-hmm. and they are they threatened them uh and they will sue them they say if they uh, open up a, a
1: service that they uh worked with the government to set up in the first place yeah you know it's an amazing thing because if you have any Bitcoin that's what coinbase is it's a bank it's you're keeping your money there. Because it's digital, you're keeping your money there at Coinbase, so you can use it and withdraw it when you want it, etc., etc. In exchange, yeah. I mean, it is in effect. It's similar, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very similar. What I mean is, it's a place to deposit mm-hmm. your money because you can't physically put that underneath your mattress. So it's a place where you have it on deposit. And why let that money just sit there? Why can't it earn money for the people mm-hmm. who own it? That's that's the idea behind a bank. Why not? The government is doing everything to trap us into one big bank and one digital currency. And once they have that, it's done. You're not going in. I mean, once you have that, you are at the mark of the beast kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not saying that it's mark of the beast stuff. I'm just saying this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like because you won't be able to do anything without your your digital passport and your digital Fed coin. This is the best of the Glenbeck program. So there are a lot of things that are going on, and I, I want to talk about the vaccine mandate, but I also want to give you a, an update on Afghanistan. We have stopped all operations in Afghanistan, and I want to tell you why. Um, it's not that we've run out of people. You're going to hear something here in a minute. That is, is going to make you, uh, um, we have stopped because we can't, there are more people to get, but we can't get anyone out because we've landed. We've, we've run out of what we call lily pads. These are countries that have taken in many cases, my word, Or the word of the Nazarene fund that we will get these people out of their country so they're not just trapped and dumped in their country and we'll take them to another country that wants them uh, and then we will place them and help fund, you know, their year transition and uh, and all of it. We have the funds to finish the job. We don't have the funds to get more out of Afghanistan. Uh, But we can't get them out of Afghanistan now because no country will take any more refugees as lily pads. It's full. Now, why can't we get those refugees out? Uh, Because the United States State Department has kicked us in the knees and hobbled us. And no country is going to take any refugees from anyone Because the State Department is blocking them. It is my feeling that all of these refugees are going to be coming to the United States of America. I can speak for the 5,000 Christians that we have taken out. They will be a blessing in America. But I can't speak to on behalf of what everybody else took out, what the United States government took out. I have no idea. And if we take all of these refugees... This is going to make an impact in America. I believe the ones who love America and the ones who uh, love God uh, are going to be a very big blessing to us. However, right now, they're still sitting on a tarmac and these countries are getting pissed. They're getting pissed at us and they're getting pissed at the United States of America. <sighs> now, let me give you something that i don't think you're going to have a hard time believing but there is a new number out about how many americans are trapped in afghanistan Stu, what was the latest number from the state department that you heard
0: a few hundred wasn't it Mm -hmm. 400 Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. half of them wanted to stay
1: Mm -hmm. that's what Mm -hmm. i remember hearing the state department has just released a new number, and they've released it to Foreign Policy, the magazine Foreign Policy, Mm -hmm. foreignpolicy.com. The State Department now says they believe as many as 14,000 U.S. legal permanent residents remain in Afghanistan. 14,000. Congratulations. Wow. We are turning into a country that is going to be uh, a nasty scar on human history if we don't turn this around. Um, yesterday, a couple of things happened. The president, uh, still not doing anything on the southern border. Remember, he said, I'm not paying, we're not paying. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to people who came here and are suing us. That's a garbage report. Well, here's the White House yesterday saying uh, not so much. Listen.
2: The President is perfectly comfortable with the Department of Justice settling with the individuals and families who are currently in litigation with the U.S. government. You know, DOJ can obviously speak more to that process. The President was, what he was reacting to uh, was the dollar figure that was mentioned, that you mentioned to him yesterday. Uh, As press accounts to date indicate, there's been press accounts on this, DOJ made clear to the plaintiffs that the reported figures are higher than anywhere that a settlement can land
1: okay so they're saying yeah we're going to pay just not going to be 450 okay well that was the wall street journal that said that uh jake tapper asked did they get it wrong the answer was no they didn't get it wrong so the president either was lying to you or he's not in control of his own administration he doesn't have any idea what's going on this is yet another thing that we said About France. Wait a minute. You didn't. The president didn't know that we changed a deal and we sold U.S. submarines to Australia and pulled the rug out from underneath France. The president didn't know that. Well, now you've got a second case of it. So is the president lying or should the president be removed because he is not in charge of his own faculties or his own administration? I think that's often the case but in this particular
0: instance I believe he's just lying. If you watch the clip with Peter Ducey he specifically goes back to the exact dollar amount to try to to try to what was the number 450,000 per per person? Was it per person? He's like going he's trying to give the specific number. He's not disagreeing to the entire premise of the question. Here he is.
1: As you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally?
0: If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true.
3: So this is a garbage report?
0: Yeah. Okay. So $450,000 $450, per person. Is that what you're saying?
3: That was separated
1: mm-hmm. from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. Okay.
0: okay. So it won't so, be 450 exactly per person. Yeah. $449.5, sure. That, Could he's be $300. Not lying, right? I'm
1: not paying a dollar. Yeah, $0 is I'm the not correct paying the, the dollar amount that we settle for. Zero. Zero. Should it be more than we give Gold Star families? I, I think no. Uh, no, mm. I don't think so. Mm. We don't do that. We don't do that. And this president will. This president is changing fundamentally our economy. Yesterday, he announced, standing next to Bill Gates, that there are 20 public-private partnerships that they are making the White House, the United States government, and the World Economic Forum. I thought it was a... I thought it was a... Some sort of a conspiracy theory because the World Economic Forum doesn't have any power. Well, now they do because the president just partnered with them and 20 major companies that provide many of them raw materials. And they're going to help reshape the Great Reset. And there are more to come. Also, they reset the banking system in Scotland this week. All of the ESG stuff that we've been talking about, all done. And the president is doing all of it through the public sector. So it never has to go to Congress. He has cut Congress out of all of this. That was yesterday. Oh, no, sorry. There was one other thing yesterday. Uh, He nominated the Soviet woman who went to the Soviet Moscow universities on the uh, Lenin scholarship. She's now been officially nominated for uh, the comptroller of our treasury. So she is going to she wants to remake the banks, get rid of all the banks and make the Fed the only bank in America. So they will have complete control over you. That happened uh, yesterday. What else happened? Oh, oh, (laughs) the vaccine mandate. Here is the president uh, on uh, vaccine mandates in December of last year.
2: No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide.
1: Okay. So, why is the president doing this now? By the way, if you think you escaped because you are a business under 100, he is now working on the plan that will be released soon for all companies, no matter what size. So, you Hmm. will now have to get the vaccine mandate or you will not work. You will have to get the vaccine mandate. Or your company will be fined out of business and that will happen quickly. People like me, the daily wire daily wire is suing. We will join them. We don't have a hundred people working in this company. Blaze is different than the structure of the daily wire. Everybody is an independent person that they bring their show independently in and fold it into our spine. So, We don't have 100 employees, but we will be affected by this. Once they put the new mandate in, then we have standing. And we will be suing them, too, because it will put every business out of business that doesn't comply. And I will not comply. I asked you a year ago, what is your line? And I had a really hard time because they had crossed so many of my lines. But I am very, very clear on this one. I will not comply. When it comes to the vaccine and the mask mandate, you know, you thought you could just, well, I'll just get a test once a week. But that means you still have to wear a mask at work all the time. And you're forced to do it. No, no, I'm not doing it. No, this is my line i hope it is your line as well because if they can do this through osha through osha cutting out everything else cutting out the entire process if the government i'm sorry if the president can say i'm going to reach in and destroy businesses I'm going to destroy lives. I'm going to destroy jobs. I'm going to make people wear something. And I'm going to make people inject something into their body. You have no freedom. If they can do this, they can do anything. This is the last line. If they if we allow them to cross this line, there is no freedom left in America. If you think they won't come for you, if you just go along with this, I'm telling you right now, the regulation is coming on how you can spend your money, where you can spend your money. The regulations will come for your speech. It will come for your church. It will come. America, this truly is your last call. So what do you choose to do? You must stand together. You must find the people in your company and you have to find the companies. We have to find the companies that will stand and then we have to support them. We have to start gathering together. The people on the border, our border patrol, I know you can't go on strike legally, but boy it would be surely awful if because you were having to do the vaccine mandate, if a lot of you started to get sick at the airports. Because you know who will raise hell on that? Business people traveling all around if all of a sudden your customs and border patrol i'm sorry the lines are really long a lot of people are sick those business people will raise hell you need civil disobedience and it starts with saying this is my line i will not cross it i will lose my job but i will not lose my freedom I will not lose the right to choose for my children what they put into their minds and what they put into their bodies. No. The
0: best of the Glenn Beck program.
1: We are with uh, Gwen from Pennsylvania. A first-time listener may end up being her last-time listener. I don't. I hope not. But uh, she has disagreed with me. She's with Randy, who shall not be named uh, because he's anonymous. They won't tell us where they work, obviously, but they work together. Uh, and we don't know what kind of we have sketchy details, honestly, about right. their relationship. We don't need to know. We don't, that's need, not, to know. We don't need to. Know We're that not thing. here to mm-hmm. delve into that. <laughs>
0: they have their uh, <laughs> private lives, and that's the, that's their and they business. sound like
1: consenting adults, right. you know. <laughs> oh boy, uh, thank you very much, Gwen, for, for for calling in and having a good sense of humor and uh, and talking about something really, really serious, but in a reasonable way. Thank you. Um, all right. So let's talk about a couple of things. I want to start with just a couple of highlights that I wrote down uh, on, on, on what you believe and what you were trying to get out. Um, uh-huh. y- you started with it's not about politics. And uh-huh. I 100% agree with you. The vaccine is not about politics. Uh, it shouldn't be about politics the virus should not i mean the virus will kill republicans democrats and independents it'll do freedom lovers and communists all the same it is not about politics and the vaccine was developed by and distributed by um and fully funded the distribution by private funding so the government really had nothing to do other than go ahead Stu? yeah i mean i know with the, the polio
0: vaccine was was that way yes um, yeah here we're talking we obviously were involved we were in, involved uh, we were involved uh, yeah. but the, the distribution
1: was privately funded
0: um you're, i think you're talking about the polio vaccine right you're talking for this vaccine obviously we went through we had the big mass
1: distribution sites and all and all of that so the polio vaccine do you know how long it took us to get to 50 what 56 percent of the population polio
2: are you asking me that yes i'm sorry
1: how much how long did it take for polio i mean the polio vaccine kids were being crippled by polio how long did Uh it take for us once we had a vaccine to get to 56 percent vaccinated i i do not know okay took six years and i can't imagine uh, I just can't imagine that. You know, I mean, kids uh-huh. were being crippled, but it took yeah. six years. But we wiped polio out. The reason why it took six years is because people are naturally skeptical. And the United States government does not have the right to impose its will um, okay. in on these kinds of things to be able to tell you what you're doing with a new vaccine like this. This is a new vaccine. And you brought up the immune compromised. And Mm -hmm. that is one of the reasons why, like Stu, he got uh, vaccinated. I haven't because I had a very bad case of covid just about six months or eight months ago. Uh, And I have the antibodies and I'm watching closely when those people. Pardon me.
2: Your antibodies are not going to last.
1: How do you know that? Can you base that on science at all? Yes. Okay, go ahead.
2: Well, we're personally affected by it. So um, our doctors, know. we know that we don't know uh, how... um,
1: Yeah, we don't know yet because there hasn't been enough time. Have... Have you talked to any because I've I've talked to Johns Hopkins, the head of epidemiology at Johns Hopkins, and mm-hmm. uh, it is a better uh, a guardian against COVID than the actual vaccine. You're right. We don't know how long it's going to be effective, but do you know how long it was effective? How long were the antibodies in the bloodstream or effective? Uh, in those people who had the flu of the pandemic of 1918, do you know? No. They found they found the antibodies uh, dormant in their bodies uh, before they died. So, and I mean, uh, decades <laughs> later, decades later. Um, we don't know, we don't know yet how long, and all we have to do is monitor and watch, and when you start to see people who no, you have...
2: You have to get your blood tested. You can get your blood tested. No,
1: you... you yeah, for, for
2: uh, we, we do this. We, yeah, our, we go through this. You have to get your blood tested in order to know if you have the antibodies or not. And technically... They're saying maybe three to six months.
1: They don't know that
2: you're protected.
1: They don't that know protected. that. They don't know that.
0: Yeah, and then that's, of course there's immunity is a complicated thing, but there's you know several studies mm-hmm. that are showing that natural immunity lasts longer. Um, that does not mean the that Israeli you should go study. get the you should go get the virus so you can get natural immunity. No, You'd it, prefer to get it obviously yeah. through a Correct. vaccine. It's a better way to acquire it. However, if you do acquire it, particularly if you have a, a case that is aggressive you're more likely to have longer-lasting immunity. At least that's what the recent studies show. However, look, that is a developing situation, and they don't have all the answers. They don't have the yet. answers. Um, and uh, and yeah, so... This,
2: isn't, this vaccine was based on vaccines that came previous to this one. It's not... I know it's sure. new, but it's not that new. That's why they were mm. able to get this out as, as yeah. soon as they were able to. And as that's far as true. dormant... See, every one of us has cancer cells in our body. It's just a matter of which ones become activated and which ones don't. Correct. But we're not affecting other people. <laughs> this virus. So
1: okay, so so let's go to here because I was going to talk to you about the immune compromised. Um, I I understand that and uh, I I agree with you and that's why we we do take if somebody is immune compromised, they are on high alert. All the time. We have an employee here that is immune compromised. We have taken steps to make sure that they can work from home and they can do things that they want to do and need to do. And we take it very, very seriously. But if you are immune compromised, you have to live with that risk. You can't be protected from everything. Otherwise, we would all be in a bubble. But the rest of us can do the things that we can do instead of all of us having to have our... Our medical health decisions made for us by one individual, that individual needs to take responsibility, alert us, and we can help that individual. Never before have we protected uh, the group that is most likely to get it by forcing 90 percent of the uh, rest of the population to do things they didn't necessarily want. By the way, we are up at 80 percent of people have been vaccinated already 80 percent of adults yes yes so we are looking at uh very high vaccine uh, vaccination uh, rates you said that we didn't do what we should have done which what it would have wiped this off well can you give me any stats can you name the country that masked up and stopped this because masks don't work unless it's a nine n95 mask nothing
2: well nothing is is ever a hundred percent but right masks do work it, if no. they're not 95 they have to be at least like three to five layers
1: <laughs> right and so I, so that's not what's oh. that's not what people are wearing you know that um i mean the masks that even the president wears is a joke it doesn't it's not effective if you are truly worried about it and you want to prevent some other somebody else or you want to get it, you have to wear an N95 mask. And that's not what people are wearing and that's not what is being recommended. And if it really was about the truth, that would be out there. If it really was about saving people and protecting people with masks, We all would be wearing N95 masks and the CDC would be very, very clear. Those little surgical masks don't work. The little gator things don't work. The fabric masks that you're wearing do not work. The virus is smaller than the holes in the fabric. It doesn't work. And there hasn't been a single country. I mean, I don't want to be New Zealand or Australia, but they gave up on that. That doesn't work. This is going to be something like the, the flu of 1918 that is going to be with us every season. And I agree again with the flu season and flu shots. I get a flu shot. I'm fine with that, but I'm not forced to take it. The vaccine is not political, but the government mandating that people do something that they don't want to do that is political. And you talk about the the immune um, deficient or compromised. Um, let me tell you a story of somebody I had a conversation with yesterday. She's pregnant. Mm-hmm. She was told by the hospital, "Have you had uh, your vaccine?" And she said, "No, I'm not against it, but I am pregnant, and do we know for sure this is not going to affect the baby?" They said, uh-huh. most likely not, but we don't know because it hasn't been tested, hasn't been tried enough. She said, well, I don't want to risk anything with my baby. Now, are you comfortable enough to say that a pregnant woman who's trying to protect their baby and do the best thing and doesn't disagree with the uh, the vaccine, are you saying you have the right or Biden or Trump or anyone else has the right to tell that person what to do with their body? <laughs> Ready like that one. A big
2: can of work, there there's a lot of people still leave that aren't uh educated enough, knowledgeable enough. I I do come from a family of doctors, so and my nephew just had a baby and yes, they mom and baby uh, mom did get vaccinated.
1: OK, so oh, you're OK pregnant. because you have a family of doctors and somebody in your family had a baby. So you're comfortable mandating for every woman who is pregnant. I don't care if you don't yeah. have a family of doctors, your personal experience, your personal fears without enough time for research to be done the right way you feel comfortable to say to that person i know better than you
2: no that that issue no that is a different like i said that that's a can of worms right there
1: okay so uh, so wait so what so if uh, there are no exceptions here what what do we do i mean okay that's one person That's just one person. There are many cans of worms. We're at 80% uh, vaccination rate. We probably would have been in the 90s now if the government hadn't gone so spooky. If they Uh, didn't take Johnson & Johnson off the market, we'd probably be there already. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, then you're at 10%. Then you've got 10%. There's nothing that there. the human race does at 100 percent. Nothing. <laughs> Full compliance it, does not exist. No, right. except for voting for Stalin. That happens <laughs> yeah. 100 okay, percent. There's nothing else. So we're at 90 percent vaccination or would be at 90 percent vaccination in if the government wouldn't have been so weird about it and they wouldn't have taken Johnson and Johnson, that everything was fine until they,
2: they had shut down transportation when this all first started. They did. And, and people, and there have been uh, simulations of mass, by the way, with ultraviolet lights um, uh, on CNN, a favorite station of yours, I'm sure (laughs) uh, where they had people uh, around the table and they, they shot, you know, people with masks on and without masks on, and the distribution of, as you're saying, of the particles. And it was significant.
0: There are (laughs) studies in labs that do show some some effective uh, measures of masks. It has not really proved out, I don't think, to be successful in real world uh, application. Uh, in any major way, it may, maybe it, it decreases it by a few, you know, 10, 20 percent, which maybe. is not nothing. Um, but still, I I, I mean, it, N95 would be a real recommendation, I think, yeah. if
1: you want. And to I'm not against themselves. masks. Yeah. an N95 is what you should be wearing. That way you That's don't have to depend on others to wear K95. stuff. right. K95s are very K-
2: affordable.
0: KN95, yeah, it's fine, too.
2: Yeah. Or fog masks
1: i'm putting a plug in yeah so um gwen we gwen i have a network break i have to take it's been great talking to you uh randy it's been a little suspicious uh with you over the shoulder but uh, i really appreciate it I, I don't think we convinced each other at all but i'm glad we had this conversation thank you so much yeah i If I make a real quick, real quick, 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 quick,
2: as a as a as a central leftist talking on a conservative radio, I'm finding this discussion actually quite reasonable
1: wow we did it surprising. that's good
2: yeah. that's good yeah. i mean yeah. look that's one of the big problems is that the left talk to the left and the right talk to the right and they don't talk to each other well anymore. we
1: would love to talk to you uh, you're the only phone call really i think that i've taken this week <laughs> uh i don't take phone calls very much um so you know we take it we talk to anybody and we try to be reasonable the media and the politicians on both sides screw that up for us thank mm. you so much <laughs>